We are on the air. We're online. Um, let's just. I'm going to redial again, Iran. So let's just redial. For those who faded out in the middle, or just realized in the middle they had to sign in. Nobody signed in here. What's going on over here? People forget what they're doing. Okay. Thank you. This is your job. Okay. Uh, we're going to call again out to the video. And now let's start. The shir tonight is the Lenishmas of Yitzchak ben Yaakov. I'll call Yisrael to the entire family. And uh, you should see Lachas from his grandchildren. So Saying this part to somebody else. That bracha is no longer in our dictionary. Okay. Just happened to Ezra. He faded out. Okay. This is a rare shear. I don't usually have the opportunity to do this one. Usually it's Tazir and Mitzrayah together. Amen. Tonight was also Bez Nissen. Today was Bez Nissen. And the week... Based on Shabbos, which Shabbos is minim is baruch be'kuli yemen. Shabbos, the day that the entire week gets benched, gets blessed. Many some of the door. Yeah. And because the entire week gets blessed from this day of Shabbos, therefore each day is a separate entity. But without the seven days, we don't have a week. Six days a week, the person works, and the seventh, the Bashvi, Shabbos Hashem. A seventh can only be after six prior. Ooh, wow. Ah. Oh, that's a little that. Yeah. Seventh, when we calculate, when we count, one, two, and three, each one is an individual entity. When something is a fifth, sixth, or seventh, it becomes a part of the group. It has to be, in order to be a fifth, a sixth, and a seventh, a season. There has to be a first, a second, and a third. And only as follow-up, to the prior ones, can this entity now become a seventh to the rest? So whereas each one is an individual unit, each one is also a part of the unit. Each one has 
Each one has its separate entity, its own entity, its own koiches. But each one also becomes part of the group. And so here too, the weak is um, is blessed with Beis Nissen. The weak is blessed on a Shchidish, on Shabbos and Varchim. We bless the Shabbos and Varchim, the Chidish, blessing the entire month. But within the days of the week, we have the days of the week of the Sunday and of the Monday of the Tuesday, which each on his own day, its own entity, the Chavtes, and the Aleph and the Chavches, that came about in this month. And so too, till the end of the month, until the Shabbos Kedish, which is now a new week. Not the end of the month, the end of the week. So as we talk about business and being that it is now Matzah business and traditionally, the Rebbe would fabring on the end of a day, a Yemen the Pagra, And therefore, it's apropos that Beis, although it bridges into Gimel, it's the night before the day, by Karbonis, he didn't practice the night before the day. But still in all, Beis is the day in which we can talk about now, but Beis only Beis because there was an Aleph prior to it. And just as it being a part of a week, so too, it's part of the month, the whole picture, being the the base the chedesh of chedesh that started with the aleph of chedesh with chedesh of chedesh. What's the chedesh nissen? Chedesh nissen is a day that begins the nesiim. Begins the Hanukkah's Hamishkan. The Shchedish Nissen is a day which, according to Shachan there are many different halachas to it. Erev Shchedish Nissen is like all Erev Shchedish is known as Yom Kippur Katan. And the Shchedish Nissen, though, is more specific for Yom Kippur Katan than others. Shchedish Nissen and Shchedish El. There's a custom by many people that go every Shchedish Nissen to the cemeteries. On the Shchedish Nissen, though, besides the mini that we start to read the Nasi, and because we read for the first 13 days of the month, we read the Nasi. And then there's 8 days of Pesach, which then comes about to a majority of the month. Therefore, the entire month, we don't say Tachtum. The Rebbe spoke involved Sicha about the Hiratsin that we say after saying the Nasi if I come from this Shevet or whatever it might be. And it's a very involved issue because if the person doesn't see himself coming, a Kayan doesn't come from Yisachar or from Yehuda. The Kayan comes from Shevet Levi. People have to text in the middle of the year.
We have to let you know, we are still alive. We could not make it. But that you can do a quarter to nine. So too by Bezin, by Rishchidish Nisan. There are those that have a custom, they don't eat matzah from Rishchidish Nisan. Some have a custom not to eat from 30 days before, which is from Purimon. Matzah, it's not chametz, is not a problem. Excuse me, matzah that is chametz is not a problem. Um, the entire month of Nisan we don't fast even Tainus Yahrzeit except for the fast of the, fe- of the firstborn on Erev Pesach Chosn and Kala will fast even on Rishchidosh Nisan on the other hand there are those that say of the opinion they don't on Rishchidosh Nisan But, I'm actually looking for what I saw this afternoon, a halacha about Rishchidosh and I just want to make sure, oh, it is here. The day of Rishchidosh Nisan is known as the Yom Tainus Sadikim, because on this day, Nodav and Aviyu passed away. It was the first day of the Chalukah Samishkin, Chalukah Samizbeach. And since it was the first day, so we're shutting it down, we're going to re- re- do a recall. I don't see anybody else except for Steve is online. We'll give it two minutes, see who else comes online. Ah, thank you. You the I see. So because this is the yard site of Nodav and Avihu, so therefore, there are those that call it a Yerim Tainus Sadikim. And the Chassan Kala will also fast on Rishchidosh Nissen subsequently. Rishchidosh Nissen has a lot of clout, in other words. Not even of you, we spoke last week. We'll speak again next week, Meshem. Where the Musig of Sadiqim of a total different level. Sadiqim that could not relate to world. Another such Sadiq was Rishim Bayechai. Rishim Bayechai also could not relate to the world. Rishim Bayechai came out into the world, he saw what was going on, he destroyed the world, he just burnt it. He could not relate to worldly manners. He could not relate to people being so mundane and doing things in the physical world made no sense none of you could not figure out what the world was all about they said we want God and we want only God and we want to be attached to God you have people today they also say I'm in love with the one above and I just want to be with the one above it's a little 
exaggerated. Because that's not only our mission. Our mission in this world is to make a dirabitahtainim and to make God a dwelling place that God should feel the reason that He created the world in its entirety. Difficult to think that that's my responsibility. My responsibility to go on a daily basis and to have to remember that everything I'm doing, I'm making a dwelling place for God. Pash Metzeda is un- uncannily that very lesson. Prior to that, we'd like to just talk about a yard site. The idea of a yard site is known as a Hilula. Hilula, the happiness, because ultimately the Neshama looks back and says, I accomplished. I accomplished. How did I accomplish? Some people come up to above in heaven and they have this list of mitzvahs that they accomplished. No idea when. When we were little kids, we were always told, if you spit at somebody, you give them all your mitzvahs and you get all their averas. Very interesting uh, I don't know if it was a disciplined measure. My parents, teachers, or if it was something that really has a substantiality to I never saw it. It was a great educational tool. And it put the fear of God in children. In today's day and age, fire and brimstone is not enough to put the fear of God in children. We ever spoke about a yard site, about a person passing away. The main message is Vachayit Nalibay. The person that's still alive person saying Kaddish, the family members, the ones that are survivors, shall we say, have to take to heart and say, the mighty, I'm here, why? If we don't have enough on our plate, we get another one. Something else to do. Some, uh, some other Jewish guilt for us to ride on. But in those days, when this particular person who would have loved to have actually raised his children, who would have loved to actually see children growing up 
getting married, seeing grandchildren, how wonderful it would have been. Unfortunately, he had to see it long distance. How old was he? You don't know. 47. 47, yeah. Wow. Okay. Right. So at 47 years old, person is saying, Kapitel Mem Ches, which is Ham, the warmth of life. Nothing to sneeze at. 47, as we know today, also is a very, very young age. And um, nobody looks and says, it was a typical thing to happen. Maybe during World War II, maybe during wars. It's very difficult, really. I'm dealing now with friends, with people who are dealing with their parents. This one's sick, never. This one has to take the father to a doctor, the mother to a doctor. This one, oh, you have this and have that. And I say, fool. Tipish. Halavai was able to. Halavai had that one more day. I could take my mother, Shalom. I follow Shalom. To a doctor, to a party, to a something. My mother, unfortunately, was in a wheelchair for, for quite a while. And she lived on the second floor. When she had to go out, it meant carrying her down the steps on the wheelchair. Truth, I was a young guy, but I was very out of shape. When she came home, it went the other way. <laughs> I take her up the steps. I have no regrets. I have no. I don't look back for one second and say, "Ah, how much time I had to waste doing this." So, needless to say, when a person comes on the outside. how young the person was we sit and we look and we try to see what would we be doing today for that person what would our relationship have been today, where would we have been today with them, how would they, where would they have said what would they have said about my family what would they have said about my children what would they have thought about my wife today when you get married and the parents alive and then years later the parents pass away and you got some kind of vibration of what happened. No. Problem is when you don't have that. When the person passes away at a young age and you're a little child and you're growing up now and you have grandchildren of your own and you say to yourself, what would it have been? What would it have been like to go boating with my father. What would it have been like to go bowling with my father? To go bungee jumping. 
I don't think that was happening those days. Um, you know, a bungee. We have a bungee. We have a very interesting bungee jumping story, actually. Um, two Jews are very, very uh, enterprising. And um, they found that in Mexico, there was no bungee jumping. In America, it was a big hit. And they decided they're going to set up a bungee jumping in Mexico. Make some money. No. Chaim and Moshe get there and they bring the bungee jumping. They set up the shetach. They have the shetach. They start setting it, building it. Needless to say, all the Mexicans are lining up and lining up and lining up. They're listening. They're watching this. They have no idea what this is. It's amazing. Get there. It's set. It's ready for the first run. Chaim ties up Moshe. Moshe goes off. The thrill going through the air. Hundreds of people are down below. You come down, he's supposed to swing back up or be pulled back up, whatever it works. Kids he pulls him back up again and he's bloody from head to toe. He tries to tell, to ask him what happened. Was it too long the string? Did we do something wrong here? By the time he can grab him, he falls again. He falls again. He quickly pulls him back up again. Now his clothes are tattered and he's shmetted and he's mummish. And he says, get back here. Again, he falls a third time. And this time, when he finally brings him back up, he's barely able to talk. His face is swollen, his arms are swollen. And he says to him, what happened? What did we do wrong? He says, huh? He says, what did we do wrong? Look at you, you're a... He says, what's a piñata? <laughs> um, <laughs> they didn't speak Mexican. They didn't speak Spanish. Uh, but the Mexicans appreciated the bungee jump. They just can't figure out why no toys or candies came out of that piñata. We tried to figure, and we tried to look back and say, how would I have been able to impress, or what could I have done, or what can I do, on this yard site, to do something for the neshama of this person. Now, Baruch Hashem, last year, with a lot of coaching, a lot of coaxing, and um, a lot of prodding, it was the first time with Avon Friyamat. Shachas, and Mincha. And this year it wasn't so hard. So we see that one of the first things we took on was that there's no hurdles too big to jump. There's no things that stand in our way. According to the Mitzayda, according to the laws of Mitzayda, a person that speaks Lashon Hara is going against the entire terror. The entire terror. Mind-boggling. It's going against one law. Not to talk. They say like Rachel Bamecha. The whole terror. So let us examine. Bereshis, the Nachash comes along and slanders and tells to Chava 
that the Abishta created the world only because he ate from these fruits. Because he ate from the fruits, he got smart enough to be able to create the world. So he spoke Lashon Hara. We go to Chumash Shemais. Moshe Rabbeinu says Lashon Hara about the Jewish nation. They won't believe me. So God says, put your hand inside your jacket. I'll take it out again. And his hand was white with saras. Punishment for Lashon Hara. Chumash Vayikra says Leiselech Rachel. Don't speak Lashon Hara. Chumash Bamidbar tells us the story of Miriam. How the Jews had to wait to travel because Miriam spoke Lashon Hara about her brother. And in Chumash Devarim, these all the laws are repeated again. So of course, Lashon Hara itself is repeated, and the story of Miriam is repeated, and everything else. So the entire Chamisha Chumshatera represented with the Aveda of Lashon Hara. So therefore the person doesn't just go against one little thing. Now Kabbalah Savicha Vesimecha is on the same level. Kabbalah Savicha Vesimecha is something that intertwines in everything in the Tera. We don't have to start looking how Yitzchak listened to Avram Avinu and how... how uh, how the children of Aaron grew up, or how the everything in each sefer again the repetition, the mitzvah it finds itself throughout the Torah. Therefore, on a yard site, when a person is mechaber the parent, not just by saying kaddish, but by davening even for the almond, which is even more so, and it's not a regular davening. On a shchedesh, you're stuck with the halal, you're stuck with the musaf, and all these other things, all the trimmings that come with it to the yalav yavis. My hat is off. My hat is off to because this is what's called lachayit nalibay. This is what's called devotion and dedication. This is a uh, Shalomay is leaving to California, no? So he just says that he just realized he didn't say goodbye. So the Persians say that if you don't say goodbye, it means you're going to meet again. Chassidim say, Chassidim gzegen zechmisht. Chassidim don't say, they don't go apart from one another. We don't leave one another. Chassidim's an Amish Pacha, we're one large family. And therefore, Chassidim are always one with another, and we don't say goodbye ever. There's no goodbyes. One of the reasons is simple, because Jewish goodbyes take so long till the person walks out the door, until they say goodbye, until it just, you know, it gets a little tedious, shall we say. So they decide not to say goodbye. It saves a lot of headache. I'm dialing it out again. Because a few people came on, and I don't know what happened with them. Pash Mitzayda. Is that yours? But I signed out. Alright. Amongst the different things that the Mitzayda 
Uh, the tzeras that we talk about in this parsha, we talk about not just the tzeras in the person, but the tzeras in the house, in the wall of the house. Rashi says, you found tzeras in the wall of the house. Besura teva. It's good news. Now, that's confusing. It's confusing because the Benchomish the Mikra is sitting here and he's learning this Chomish and he comes to Pasha's Tzir and he's told about the leprosy and he's told about the Saraz business and it's not good. The guy has to go out of the Machna. The guy. All of a sudden, the Saraz in the wall of the house Besura Teva. Zak Rashi. Very interesting. What's the Besura Teva? Because for 40 years, the Amirim were hiding their treasures and therefore now when the Tzeras was found in the wall, it was broken out and they found the Tzeras. They found the treasures. They found the jewels. Why for 40 years? Because the Jews were coming. For 40 years, they were hiding it, though. So it's some other number. And secondly, why were they hiding it? Because they didn't want the Jews to get it. Why didn't they destroy it? When the Jews left Mitzrayim, the original plan, the itinerary, <coughs> Was three day journey to Hasinai. Hasinai get to Tera, and then off to Israel. Off to the Promised Land. Everything was going beautifully until the Miraglin said Lashon Hara. And that Lashon Hara caused 40 years in the desert. Now, in essence, CNN did not report this. Or did BBC. Or INS, for that matter. So the Goyim in Eretz Canaan had no idea. They knew the Jews were coming. They say, actually, when Paul Revere was running through the streets, screaming, the British are coming, the British are coming. So there was an Arab, a Muslim, obviously there was Muslims already there. So there was a Muslim in the house over there, and he came jumping out of the house, and says, what, what? So he screams, the British are coming. So I, I thought you said the Yiddish are coming. Um... I don't think that's a true story. Someone told me what. Um, they did not know when the Eden are coming. And by not knowing when the Eden are coming, they had jewelry, they hid it. It could be any day. But they did know one thing. The reason that they were being evicted. There were two reasons they were being evicted. One is because the land belonged to Israel, to Eden. 
And the second one is because they no longer had the merit to live in the Holy Land. The land itself, Kedusha of the land, is such a level, if you don't live up to it, it spews out the person. Spit him out. And therefore, the same was here. They knew they were getting spit out. They knew they did not live up to what the standards of the land were. And they were getting spat out. They took the jewelry and they hid it. And they said, you know something? This land is high maintenance. Big time. And the high maintenance is so severe that there's no nation that can really live up to it. Since no nation can live up to it, although the Jews are coming in now, they don't stand a chance. They're not surviving. So they're also going to get driven out. So when they get driven out, we'll come back and we'll have our we'll have our all our treasures. So that was their cheshman. First of all, why they were hiding it for forty years? Because they never knew when they were coming. They thought forty years ago they were going to come ready. And also, why they didn't destroy it to begin with? Where do we find? in the actual posuk validity to this story. Story over here, according to the Rashi, the posuk doesn't tell us this. The posuk tells us you're going to come to the land, you're going to break up in the wall, because it's Siraz. Rashi is telling us, based on where we find in actual Torah, in dialogue of the Torah, the Bechamish the Mikra doesn't go for the Medrash and for the Chazals. Chomash Nuka says, tell it to me black on white, I want to know where this comes from. What's your source? Chomash Devarim, when the Jews are browbeating Moshe to send the Meraglim, Moshe of course didn't want to agree. Hashem said, we're going into the land, we're going there, what are you, crazy? The land is gorgeous. It's not to see. You're going to start sending an architect to start making houses for you? You're looking for a Chavia? You're looking for, for, for uh, downtown Tel Aviv? What are you looking for here? No, we have to send spies. Because it'll be easier for us to conquer easier to conquer. The Abish is going to conquer it. No, 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 but that's not what we mean. What we mean is that we go in with spies, then the Goyim are going to think, ah, God gave up on them. And therefore they're not coming in with God. They left Egypt. It was a big to-do, every headline. Jews left Egypt. No slave ever left Egypt. They left Egypt, it was headlined. But this is 40 years ago. Now they did sins, and they did trouble, they did problems, and now they're sending spies. That means they're coming with a conventional form of battle. They're not coming with a God. So therefore, it's going to put them off their guard,
The Toma is a very interesting word. They didn't say, let the Meragun go in via Raglu. They say, they'll spy it out. They used the Lashon of Viyach Perulano. Viyach Perulano means actually, literally, to dig it out for us. Dig out what we need to see about the land. And this was the turning point. It was that expression that convinced Moshe. Why? They told Moshe, <coughs> listen Moshe, we all know that they've been hiding the riches in the walls. Why are they hiding everything in the walls? Because they know we're going to take the houses over, we're going to conquer the land. They have no doubt about that. So I have an eighth of you. Instead of having the Tzeras story, instead of us going through all the pains of Tzeras, let us send spies. The spies will therefore throw them off their game, as we say. And they'll say, eh, they're coming with a conventional battle, they can't beat us. They're coming with a conventional battle, they can't beat us. They'll dig up <coughs> from the walls. <coughs> they'll take out all the treasures. If they'll take out all the treasures for us, then we're good. We don't have to have teras in our houses. So this was therefore the turning point that convinced Meshach Rabbeinu, because the Jews said, "We don't want." any spies, we don't need the spies to give us a network of spies, we want the spies to go in to avoid tzeras. We don't ever want to have tzeras in our house. What is the proof in the pudding? Because what did Miraglam do? They came back and spoke Lashonara. The whole idea was officially to avoid Lashon Hara, but Lashon Hara, unfortunately, is an inevitability. It's hard to say that, and it's a terrible thing to say, but Lashon Hara is an inevitability. Lashon Hara, as we said before, told you when someone spit at somebody, we were told, you get his Avedas and he gets your mitzvahs. According to the Medrash, a person speaks Lashon Hara about somebody, they get all their Averis. And the other person gets all their mitzvahs. That's quite severe. Quite a severe issue. And therefore, it's not just, as brought down in the Hayyim Yim, Lashon Hara kills three people, person that says it, the person hears it, the person spoken about. But even more so, it literally cleans the person out. And that's why the parasha starts off, Where happened until now? is only then does the person start on the new. Only then the person starts a new slate. 
because the person when he spoke Lashon Hara and became a Mitzayda cleaned out, cleaned house he emptied his entire um, no, what's it called? inventory the entire inventory got wiped out so because he, now he has to come back and start again everything from new so therefore Tadas Hamitzeda, when does he have Tadah? Biyem Taharasei. On the day that he becomes tired, now he starts from new. We must explain this one little thing in the parsha before we go back to other things in Pesach. Uba Ashalehabayis, and it comes the one that the house was his, and he says to the koyin Kinega Raisi. He tells the Kayan, I saw something that looks like a nega. Kenega nira liba bayis. And vetiva hakoyen, the Kayan commands, ufino es habayis, and they clean out the house. The habayis I put on seatbelts. Here we go. Uboashele habayis means the balabayis comes of the Beis Hamikdash. Who's the Balabayas of the Besamidash? God Himself. Behigid la Koyin, and He told the Koyin who was Yirmiyo Anavi. And He said to him, Command the nation. It seems to me there's a Nega of the Zara in the Besamidash. And it must be taken out. Vetziva Koyin. And Yemiyoa Kayan screamed Abach and cried and told the nation, Opinu Esabayas, to clean it out and take out Avidizara. But Beterim Yavayakoyan, before the Kayan even came, before the Avishta even came, the Avishta is called a Kayan, the Gemara says, in Sanhedrin Lamites Amar Aleph. And it wasn't Chasashon Tomei. He didn't put a psak yet that the Beis Hamikdash is Tomei. And that it's also to dwell there. And he saw the Nega. And the nega was in the within the walls of his house, and therefore charav besamidosh. Yeah. And the Jews were driven out to Babel for seventy years. Every decade represents one of the shiva yemei The mitzvah has to be seven days. Each day represented by 10 years here. So 70 years. So after 70 years, when the Yidin did Shiva, Uboakai and the Kayin and Abishta came back. It was cleaned out. That again now, in Bayashani, this happened the second time again, even after the bias was rebuilt and everything was cleaned up. So then again, we have the bias cleaned. So therefore, we have to see to it that the bias has to be cleaned out, that the treasures that are within the bias, Ataka Basura Teva, 
But what is the Besuritava? That opinu that you cleaned out the house. That the Avedis Zara was taken out. And everything was done to such an extent that when the Balabayas comes, everything is clean and cleansed for him. They bring two birds. Why two birds? Dafka two birds. Lush and Hara had one of two effects. Either broke up a friendship or broke up a marriage. How many times do people go and talk to a spouse about the spouse, about their spouse, and cause Shalom by his problems? One of the sons. Unfortunately, I wouldn't say every day, but it's more like a hundred times a day. Tzipar is Gematria 376. Tzadik is 90. Pay is 80, is 170. Reish is 200, is 370. And Vav is 6. 376 is Gematria Shalom. Shalom. So although I saw a guy once, Mamish, arguing everything his wife said he argued with. But it was two-way street. Everything he said, she argued with. So I said, is there no Shalom Bayez? He said, sure there is. She doesn't look like it. You guys are bickering and fighting the whole time. He said, oh no, when it gets too much, I say, Shalom Bayez. <laughs> so that, <laughs> that's what he finds never Shalom Bayez. Because you caused the rift between the two people, and you have to now bring back Shalom to each one of the people, Therefore, Dafka two tziparim are brought. Tzipar, shalom for this side, and shalom for that side. Shalom in the east, and shalom in the west. Shtei tziparim is Gematria 752, which is Gematria Zohov, that there's nothing more golden than peace. Huh? The letters yeah, Miss Pegodo. In other words, Zion Hay Zion Hay Vase, right? But let us just one more thing before we have to do some Hilchas Pesach. What is Taka the punishment? They found gold in the walls. They found it. What is the punishment about? I mean, ultimately. It's supposed to be a punishment. Every Jew, the Rebbe says, has a treasure within themselves. They neglect the treasure, and it comes out to look like a nega. comes out to look like a teras. So the person therefore has to do soul searching, and look within themselves to find how do they rectify, and how do they bring out that treasure that they have within themselves. And that's therefore the Einish, the, the, the king's new clothing, the, the emperor's new clothing, that's what it's called. The emperor's new clothing. You know the story of the emperor's new clothing? They said they're going to sell the emperor a new suit. 
And ultimately, the Letzanim got together and they said, they saw a new suit like he never saw. And they stood the king and they said, okay, and they prepared him to dress. Prepared him to dress, needless to say, he was wearing his birthday suit so far. And in his birthday suit, so they started to sew on the clothing. But he didn't see it. Ah, your majesty, what's wrong with you? This is beauty in the eye of the beholder. We are sewing such delicate threads, you don't even see them. And after hours and hours of Parkinson and running around the king and everything else, they left the king just where he started, but they told him that they created... And the emperor went out into the street to show everybody his new suit. person doesn't see within themselves the beauty of themselves. The Rebbe Rashab, who obeys Nisan as the Jatzai, was 16 years old. He was appointed to the Mishpia. And one of the re- reasons that the Rebbe Rashab was very, he propagated Fabrengen's Hasidic gatherings was because when two Jews sit together and say L'chaim, it becomes two Yetzirah against one Yetzirah. And this is the idea that the person has to find and discover within themselves their Yetzirah, that only a person can find in his own. A person on the outside tells you something, it's either a compliment or a criticism. It'll either make you swell-headed or depressed person, Azulas, is there for telling you conversation-wise. The Zulas is created for you to do mitzvahs, to hold conversation. When it comes to complimenting or criticizing, Zulas is always detrimental to you. Why? Because whatever is going to compliment you, either it's going to be too much for you, and you can't handle it, and you become haughty, or it's not enough for you, only that? And I'm not gorgeous? Or, it's, it mamish depresses you because it's the person who criticizes you in such a way. We'll go a little bit to Chedish Nissen. Preparing now for Pesach. There's Shtar Mechilis Chametz always available here. One of the Minhagim is Moiz Chitim. Very, very important minig actually. Um, to give money, push it for food. I have a special fund for that as well. So, anybody listening that wants to send that in, 841 Ocean Parkway, put my escritum on it. Um, where we just we give out food to entire yomtiv to families. Um, It's not a light meaning. It's something very severe, actually. Shabbos HaGadol. We know it's the Shabbos before Pesach. Will not be this week, next week. Um, we don't do anything, per se, in Tefillah or in Kriya. And the custom is that the Godel stands up and says a... It's called Shabbos HaGadol Drasha, which is usually Hilchus HaChag. Matzah Shabbos Agadol, we don't say Vinoyam, because it's Shabbos before Pesach, and since Pesach is that week, so it's a day, not, not all seven days of the week you're going to work, you don't say Vinoyam. 
There's another mitzvah in Birchas in the Chedesh Nisnu which sometimes gets lost, and that's Birchas Elonet. Making a bracha on the trees that start to sprout. We have, I think, I know of one, I don't know of others in the community. There's one such house on Montgomery between Brooklyn and New York, I think. They have a beautiful tree outside and it begins to blossom and it starts to blossom. They have the bracha. People are courteous enough to put out the sign with the bracha outside, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing, and God should bless them with this chusim. I don't know, I don't, it's not interested. This can only be done in the month of Nisan. And in a leap year, sometimes it gets a little difficult because the season already started back in the second of other, in the second other sometimes. Unlike our snow that we're still getting. Um, Vedikas Chametz, the night before Pesach, people that travel have to discuss who and what when they have to do it. The person should check their house, the person should check their office as well. Dr. Rebbe used to do Vedikas Chametz all night long. I don't think he had more than two rooms. It also has very, very spiritual connotations to it. But the only ty- night that we can make a bracham is the night before Pesach. We have to, of course, be careful what we're doing, where we're going, not to cause fires. Because is traditionally is done with a wooden spoon, a feather, and a candle. There are those that say turn all the lights off, there are those that say keep all the lights on. Ten pieces are hidden, wrapped in aluminum foil, of course, so you don't get crumbs all over the place. The Gemara talks about what the ten, what the significance of the number ten is. They are put in different rooms, and traditionally, the family all goes from room to room. The bracha, Abir Chametz should be made in the first room that you're going to check. In other words, the room that you... the other way around. The room that you make, Abir Hamid, you should not walk out of the room until you check that room first. Interesting that Abir Hamid means the destroying of Hamid, which is not happening until the next day. And therefore one should have in mind the burning of the Hamid the next day. But Abir Hamid versus Abadika's Hamid, which we don't make Abadika's Hamid, because the entire mind frame has to be, I'm going now to destroy the Chametz. Destroying Chametz, we say in the Hirats and afterwards, how I'm taking Va'avir Ruach Tumah Minaretz. Um one minute of the Seder at least, one, one dinner of the Seder. We know that the person has, we have, when we drink the four cups of wine, when we eat the Kezayis of Matzah, now the Rebbe brings down not just the Kezayis of Matzah, the Kezayis of Matzah means the first Kezayis, 
it then means the sandwich that we make, Kainos Ahilo, and also the Afikaiman. All three have to be eaten by Haseba. You have to lean to your left, not to your right, because the right can take, make the, uh, you can choke, because the windpipe is on the other side. So you have to lean to the left side when you drink the cup and when you eat the kezayas. Needless to say, it's best that you sit in an armchair. And then those are put pillows, which by the first say they sometimes are detrimental because as soon as some people's heads hit the pillows, they're finished. If a person did not drink Beheseva, did not eat Kazayas Matzah Beheseva, according to Shukhanarach, the person has to repeat it. You have to eat another Kazayas Matzah. I spoke this week, on Monday night, it's on the, on the site, the pill of that, if the person has to make, uh, is to eat the second Kazayas, how not Yaitza was he the first time? Does he have to make another bracha like this matzah or not? We're not going into that. We're going into Milya Halacha itself, which is the person has to eat another kezayis, um and make sure that they're leaning over. Also, by leaning over, the person ultimately is assuring himself that he's thinking, I'm eating matzah for the mitzvah of matzah, because I don't usually sit spread out. The idea of the leaning on the side is because of chedus, of freedom, the person has to show throughout the Seder that we are now in freedom, that we are living now a life of freedom, and we anticipate that this Pesach Taka should be the Gal Yisrael, like the child who wanted the apple, and the father was holding him back, and the child said, made the bracha on the apple, so the father had no choice but to give him the apple, so too, as we make the bracha Gal Yisrael, that the Jews are revealed, are redeemed, so too it should be that our Father should say, Yes, Amen, and redeem us in this Pesach, we should be Zeichen, Echel, Menazvachem, Amen, Absalom.